This is Bards of Greyhawk Bardcast, our second podcast coming to you straight away. This episode will feature an interview with Bards of Greyhawk, including our newest member, Eric Sullivan, who we are proud to have with us. So let's get into it right now with Rich and Jeremy, our second podcast or should I say Bardcast with Bards of Greyhawk. Let's talk about working with Jeff D. What it was like working with Jeff D. You were the one who met Jeff D. Originally, you made that connection. And then he did the album artwork. Yeah, I reached out to him on Facebook a couple of years ago. Told him about the band and what we did and how we needed someone to do our album art. Funny enough, uh, I remember at the uh, game convention that he told us he didn't ever listen to our album because he didn't want to mess up our art because he didn't like our music, which he did like the music. But it's just funny. I somewhat understand where he's coming from as both an artist and a musician, and I think we both kind of did. He didn't want the music to affect his rendering of the lyrics and what the stories were about in the song, and I think that's pretty objective way of trying to approach it as a client professionally it's like, okay you draw draw about my cool music and you listen to their music and you're thinking to yourself wow this I don't really like the music I guess I guess I'll make try and make it look cool he said he wound up really liking it so that was cool that was funny I thought because there's a guy who did our comic book and never even heard the music for the actual comics. Which I think completely the opposite way, because I'm a musician, so I'd want to hear the music first so I could get some pictures in my head about what I would want to draw. It's not like he didn't hear any of our music. He listened to our first album and liked our first album. He was talking about the songs that he was doing the art for, I think the last part of the uh, second album. I recall he said he'd never heard us before because at the live show he's like, you guys are pretty good. I remember also bringing my box of D&D and have him sign every book in there that he's on. He's signing albums for people too. We do have a, a handful of those CDs that he's signed. In stock and available if you're interested. Yeah, maybe a future Patreon gift for our patrons. Yeah, maybe we'll put those at a random drawing at the $10 level yeah, once, this, this once we hit 100 Yeah, this first Patreon is kind of gauging where we're going with our next Patreon too because we have other plans for albums. One other detail I can remember is going to the Air and Space Museum with Jeff D for the day. Well, yeah, tell us about that. How was that? Well, I've been to the Air and Space Museum a few times. It's a really nice place, and they have some pretty incredible airplanes in the hangar. So they have a B-1B bomber in there, an F-14 Tomcat's in there. What else? There's all kinds of planes. A Wild Weasel. It's an F-104 Phantom. There you go. Anyway, uh, it was an interesting day. Fun to do it with a rock and roll hero of my youth. Yeah, meeting him and uh, hanging out with him at the convention. And uh, he and Amanda both, they're just both really cool. So that's pretty much how you guys met Jeff, huh? I want you to say what your experience was at the game convention when you met Jeff there. Well, honestly, I have to say it was pretty brief. Because it was literally just, Jeff, this is Eric. He's the newest member of our band. Nice to meet you. I'm a huge fan of your work. And then Jeff just goes, oh, thanks. He was sitting with Manda, and I ended up talking to Manda more than I ended up talking to Jeff. She's great. But yeah, Jeff D., really nice guy. 
Like if it was a if it was a different circumstances and he wasn't there to promote his artwork and to help promote bars, I'm pretty sure a conversation would have been a lot longer and would have gone a lot different. But yeah, I that was in the convention at the tables. Yeah, that was at that was in the convention. It was at the table. That was your first gig with the bards, right? That was also my very first gig with the bards. Yeah, I got to play in front of a legend. Rock and roll. You Rock did. and roll. Jeff was holding up his lighter and. Yeah. I, I think he was actually signing all of Jeremy's old modules. He was. I started talking about that. He was signing thing after thing after thing. I had the characters book and he signed the player character record sheets. Fiends Folio. I got my Fiends Folio signed. I got uh, my deities and demigods signed. That's a good one to sign. Yeah, I think my favorite part about that whole experience was having breakfast at Village Inn when he first flew into town. I think that's where all the best stories came up. We picked him up, and we were just like, wow, you know, like, this is great. It's kind of surreal. We're having breakfast with Jeff D here, man. This is great, you know? It just seems like it was like just last year we were just playing D&D, you know, in junior high, looking at all his artwork. You know? It was just great when we picked him up uh, at the airport, he and Mando. You know, we picked him up really early, and it was really cool. Now. It was in late January. And we just oh, we're hungry. You want to learn something to eat? Yeah, let's learn something to eat. And that's when we first heard all those stories about how he started out in Lake Geneva. You know, how he met Gary Gygax through his older brother. He recaps all of this on that movie, Eye of the Beholder, because he's one of the main interviewed artists on that movie. But yeah, I, we had met him and heard this story before that I ever saw that, so it was cool. Yeah, he told us this very same story first. Because they lived in Illinois, not far from Lake Geneva. And supposedly his older brother would go play games with him, and he would always want to go check it out. So finally, when they were going to go pick up his older brother, he got to go inside, and that was the first experience he had seeing gamers and the guy behind a dungeon master screen and all of this, and he immediately just loved it. when I mean, he was already doing artwork, so he started doing that kind of work. How did you know about Jeff D? How did I know about Jeff yeah, D? how did you know? I don't remember if I was at a game store or if I was at a library, but I remember there was a section where they just had old D&D modules, and I was just going through, and I was looking at games and modules from like first edition up until 3 or 3.5 and I saw the Demons and Demigods book but I really liked the artwork and so I just went home I did a quick google search of Dungeons and Dragons first edition artist and the first name that popped up was Jeff D and I just looked through all of Jeff D's artwork from that time period and I was like oh my god this is all hand drawn really? Because at that time, there was no drawing tablets, there was no computer editing software. That way, if you make a mistake, you can just hit the undo tab and just redo it. No, that you have to do all that by hand. Yeah, and that's what I loved about playing when I was a kid, was drawing mm -hmm. my character. still like doing that the most. Yeah. Just doing the art part of it is what makes it enjoyable. Yeah, I can't draw to save my life, but if you see all of my character sheets from when I first started playing, not just Dungeons and Dragons, but just RPGs in general up to like now, all of my characters' backstories are like incredibly detailed. The story guy. The backstory guy. You're the backstory player. I, I am the backstory player. Like every time I join a campaign, I hand the DM my backstory and he goes, well, you painted a very vivid picture in my head as to what your character looks like and how he acts like and his past histories, I'm going to use all this against you. So we're gonna have you face up against your undead uncle because you love him so much and roll initiative. Wow. So you remember anything else about Jeff D? Oh yeah. yeah. 
we had breakfast with him and he was just telling us all those early stories and how he would submit articles to Tim Cask. And remember that he told us about how he was working there and he left to go to either art to art school or do something. He was working for Gary. And then he realized that he wanted to go back and work for them again. And then when he came back, he wasn't so warmly and well-received by Gary, per se, if my memory serves me correctly. But he kept submitting article stuff to Tim through Dragon Magazine. And that's how he kept, you know, kept getting stuff back in. Because Tim said, yeah, whoever I want to use, Gary let me use. And so he was like, well, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll hire you anyway. And that's how he got back on doing some more projects. We can remember all that. So long story short, he told us those stories. We dropped them off back at the hotel. He and Mando, we got set up. We had to go get loaded in and set up around the back of our, like, we had two trucks or three. Well, on that first day, Jeff was set up out in Artist Alley, where they just set up all the artists out in this hallway leading up to it. And it was like, I don't want to be out here. There's no foot traffic out there. I found a spot, and I kind of cleared the area in front of that little, like, banister. And I was like, okay, here we go. I remember we just moved his table back there and everything. And it was cool because he had the artwork up there. And he was not too happy because we blew up the art so big he could see all his mistakes. <laughs> I think he was just kidding. He was kind of embarrassed that we had made these huge banners behind us with his artwork. But yeah, he had the booth right next to us. And we had the gag of letting people uh, hold the CD up and taking pictures of him. So we had that dinosaur, the Tyrannosaurus Rex spinning around with RTVs. Oh, that dude in that gigantic T-Rex. Yeah, costume. and then there was a couple other girls that were in really cool costumes. Yeah, we had Jeff Dean for Thaco Thursday. That was the event. They called it Thaco Thursday. And so he was all set up. We finally got him squared away there. And so, of course, we spent Friday, Saturday. And then we were going to IHOP before he left. And we had, took our pictures. Some pictures of him. I'll dig those pictures I up. Have us. Them, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, no. here you go. Let's look yeah, at those pictures. Those pictures there you go. Like but that was an interesting weekend. And I had grown up with really liking these books. Yeah, it's like meeting your childhood hero to some degree, you know, because we always loved his artwork. It was very comic book style, very distinct, very recognizable. How young was I when I found it about Dungeons and Dragons? And it was my friend Michael who came over and I played it. I was like, this is great. I just remember that was like a real impression of thing that age. So when you were getting those modules, I was like, yeah. I didn't get into D&D until I was like 15, but I first played Rips with a couple of friends of mine when I was 13, and I hated it. And then a couple months later, I joined a Pathfinder campaign, and I was like, okay, I can see why people enjoy this. And then middle of high school, I found a Dungeons & Dragons module. It was 4th edition. I was like, they still make these? They're still around? Wow. Wow. <laughs> right? This was Caves of Chaos for me. What was your first adventure? My first adventure, or like published adventure, my very, that very, was a homebrew that my friend Sean, who was a great ahead of me, I was in sixth grade, he was in seventh grade, he was my first DM, introduced me to the game. I rolled up a wizard, his name was Morgan. So we did this adventure, this homebrew dungeon, uh, ruined castle, exploration dungeon. I was hooked after that. I was completely hooked. But now that you mention it, I will tell you, you had your own little journey with Jeff and Mando over at the Air and Space Museum. Yeah. yeah, I had mine as well. This was something because I had my car at the time, which was a silver GTF. I love this car. I almost called it the Greyhawk because it was like silver gray and it just flew. And it was having just tons of problems all the time near the end of it. So I took an afternoon off and I was going to go take 
Jeff and Manda picked them up at the hotel and they wanted to go out to gold into some rock and mineral shop. There's some gold and minerals. I know which one she's talking about. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I um, want to see uh, some rocks and minerals. If it's what I think is, I think it's Desert Gem. I think it was, yeah. I've, we're like, we're going to go to Desert Gem. I've actually been there. It's a really cool store. It looked like it online. I was like, okay. So we get them. I pick them up. And I'm like, okay, hopefully my car's not going to have any problems. And we're driving out there. We're talking. All of a sudden, oh, man. I was having radiator problems. And my radiator, something happened bad to a connection. All of a sudden, steam started coming out up from under my hood. I'm like, oh, this is not good. This is not, I gotta turn around and take them back. So I took them back. By that time, it was rush hour. And I got caught like over by I-70 and Vasquez Boulevard and we got turned around. And I'm trying to drive through Denver and I'm like, oh, okay, well, we're, don't worry, don't worry. We're gonna get us back. I'll get you back to the hotel. And I'm just trying to let this, this thing die. Finally, I, we're on Colfax and Federal. And I pull over just south of the stadium into this closed tire shop. I'm like, here we are. I called him an Uber, but the very last ride of the Greyhawk had Jeff D in the passenger seat. That was the last time I drove that car. The Greyhawk rides again. Yeah, the last voyage of the Greyhawk. So that was my epic story with Jeff That's D. That's a cool story. I'm glad you remember that. That was nice. <laughs> I was too busy trying to call gear in to play the damn gig, you know. And so most of the time was spent hauling amplifiers and guitars and setting up posters. So that's it for this episode about Jeff D. We'll have more in the future. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pods of Greyhawk Market.